This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Strawberry to throw some shade, kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her, time to drag Oh my goodness, I'm warming up my vocals because I'm getting ready for, I'm getting ready for this week's challenge. And the challenge is be the only Drag Race podcast that's ever been made. That's right. You're listening to Drag Her, the only podcast that's ever been and ever will be about Drag Race and the time continuum that we call this. And I'm incredibly... I'm incredibly flattered to be joined by my heavy boobed partner. My, she's, I mean, she's the best person uh, I've ever met. No, no dispute. I love her so much. And her name is Rachel Bloom. Hello. It's so great to be here once yes. more with you. Um, I think and talk about Drag Race an unholy amount. There is so much TV I haven't seen. There are so many movies I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, like, I watch I watch Drag Race. And I know this is obviously the only Drag Race podcast. Mm-hmm. But if there was a world where there were other Drag Race podcasts, yeah. all I would be doing is listening to them. <laughs> you totally. But totally. again, but again, again, there's obviously, like, no other podcast, which I find, but again. like, you know, crazy. And like, no one's talking about UK. Right. Um, <laughs> obviously. I, mean, I think it has a lot to do with COVID. I think COVID's to blame, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, think, I think people wanted to start drag race podcast. They were like right on the precipice. And then it just like, it just disrupted everything. So. Sorry. I'm just, it, that made me think about, you know, the <laughs> teaser for, I guess like the, uh, for dra- oh no, it's it's UK Drag Race. Sorry, this is a UK. I'm I'm watching. No, the, we're doing the same both. Time. Right? You know the teaser for UK Drag Race where for next week where it's like something's wrong with Tace's hand, right? And a doctor's right. there and, and you hear sirens. What if it's okay? What if it's just a red herring and there's actually they just invited a palm reader to come <laughs> into the workroom? Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't like, what's be going surprised. on with Tace? His lifeline is really. He's really small. Which I think the siren scare, this is a first for Drag Race. Like the siren scare has been on every episode of Bachelor ever, but I don't know if I've seen Drag Race pull the siren scare yet. So that's- Wait, I've actually never watched The Bachelor. Are people always dying on that show? There's always a siren scare. It's always bullshit. Well, it's it's because they feed them alcohol and nothing else, you know, and they're forced to stand in heels from, you know, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Like it is a trick. So like people like get lightheaded and they're, they just have an on-call, you know, emergency team just to be like, this is going to be great for the teaser, no matter what. Oh man, that actually yeah. makes me want to watch it more, despite the fact <laughs> they're actively trying to kill their contestants. 
Yeah. Um, uh, but <laughs> also standing them. around in 12 hours in heels is, is drag race. <laughs> that is exactly. So maybe the scare is real. We'll never know. Aren't we so glad that, I mean, we're going to get to U.S., but aren't we so happy that we got to see RuPaul scream? I don't want to see any fucking H&M. You know, I thought it was great. And I have to say, I don't think that was screaming. No, I just thought it was great. It was just fun. It says a lot about um, my childhood, but. (laughs) Same. But Oh, same. But but him just, I thought that was a stern, I thought that was a stern talking to. Um, she even oh, was, was graceful great. I mean, enough to apologize. It was so great, but she was I right. That was great. Yes. And it's like, if you're going to wear it, make it look better. And I also love scream. Like I live in a world of screaming and loudness. So I hear you. Yeah. I just didn't think that I look, if, if I'd been up there, I would have fucking shit my pants. Oh, but, but I, I don't think that was like, I don't think that was screaming. Oh God. I, I just, I love, I love UK. Yeah, so fun. much. And this week was Snatch Game. Oh, I know, which was like a little, only an okay Snatch Game, right? Yeah, it was only okay. And also, I think I only knew one of Same. the references Same. on it. But I think that's a testament to how good Bimini's impression was that totally. I had never heard of who she was doing. But I was totally. like, this is a fucking great character. I knew who she was doing, but I also, I was like, this is excellent. There's solid jokes. There's... It's also if this then what you're like you're like kind you're just heightening into madness with dating a horse. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> you sound like you sound like um uh <laughs> if anyone reads the drag race reviews on Vulture, uh-huh. Paul, Paul McCallion, he um I think he's definitely taken some UCB classes. Oh great. Because, uh, the other the review of uh, I guess last week, the title of the review was Rusi B101. Huh, that's really funny. I had no that's um, funny. It's pretty great. And actually, I had read his review of one I judged. Uh-huh. And when I was I was, you know, comedy splaining a little bit, and he uh-huh. was just like, and I was talking about like in comedy, you always want to surprise the audience. And he wrote something like, Yes, Queen, heighten, yes, and work. <laughs> Explore. It was just like, oh, he's. He has definitely sunk, I'm going to guess, at least $1,500 into the UCB uh, training program. If you haven't, I mean, can you even be a citizen of New York City? I don't know (laughs) if you're allowed to be. (laughs) But I I live, I live for that. I live for UK, I live for US. I mean, it's, you'd think it's too much, but it's not. I love it. Again, I'm behind on so many other forms of Mm -hmm. media. I still haven't seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh huh. It's which, been on for so long, which I think people would be shocked to know oh, that it's completely off brand. I know. At first, it was because I was like, it came out in the height of Crazy X, so I was too busy. And my friend is full on like the art director for Maisel. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is absolutely no excuse. But I think it. I I I came relatively late to Drag Race, and mm-hmm. so I used my maternity leave. Um. Uh, basically every time I breastfed or every time I pumped, I just caught up on drag race. Yeah. Like I caught up on all of the episodes I didn't know so that I would be a mono level expert. I'm still not there. Yes. I heard your trivia game that you had uh, with Oscar. Yeah. Oh, so fun and crazy. That was just, yeah. I love it, but I am, I am ashamed that I know, I know who went home on the seventh episode of like season three, but like, 
I don't really recall who Pol Pot is. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he was a bad man. Yeah, he was a bad man. That's all I know. Anyways, when Raja lip sync against Carmen Carrera, it was great. <laughs> you know, we're uh, all just little 12-year-old boys at heart. Truly. It's, it's I, like, it's, it's just, it's, it's like the equivalent of a 12-year-old being like, do you want to know all the facts about whales that I know? <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah. gay. Yeah, is that exactly? And I'm I'm honestly so happy for the gay youth that they have this. Like, can you imagine if we had this when we were our age? Just like had this weird poster child of success and queerness and popular TV. What? That would have been so fucking cool. Because for me, look, it would have been cooler for queer people. And being a a non queer, mm-hmm. but an ally. Every t- I, can I say, yeah. queer? You know, used to be a slur. Mm-hmm. And so I still I still feel weird saying queer because I, I feel like I'm going like queer. <laughs> queer? Oh, yeah. uh, you're queer. Hi, queers. So I've I had know. to like really readjust my thinking. But again, super not my problem. Um, but it would have been really cool because there were all well, there were all these people that I knew deep down were were queer mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up, but like <laughs> you, they didn't you just you just almost you just were, up a um, little. We're queer we're mm, queer uh growing up. <laughs> Uh, but like, it was this unspoken, it was this unspoken thing. And the mm-hmm. first time I, the first time I knew someone who came out, well, this is interesting actually, cause we're basically the same age. Like, mm-hmm. so the first person I knew who was openly gay was a senior. I was a sophomore in high school and he was a senior mm-hmm. and he came out. So I was, so this was 2003. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. I was I was queering about at that time. I was still, but I was doing really sly queerness. I was doing like queer with my very queer friends. I wasn't like telling everyone yet, you know? It, it was okay, more like 2004, it. 2005 where I was like, I came out to my friends and I came out to my family last. I don't know because I don't know. I don't know. They're village people and I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, I just, I was, I don't know. I am seeing. <laughs> So my cop mom and my <laughs> indigenous father, uh, they're very, they're a great couple. Um, no, but I, uh, yeah, I, I hear you. That makes sense. I, yeah. Some people on fucking RuPaul's Drag Race haven't come out to their parents. Oh my God. Totally. Totally. But they were the coolest about it. So shout out to cool family. Cool family. Anyway, I'd love to talk about like more about like my um my thoughts on like <laughs> queerness um as like a as a youth who like wasn't queer um but like kind of knew people who were queer and I think this is like my space to talk about that. Um, okay, okay, Anne Hathaway. Um, uh, I, I thought she was great. I thought she was adorable. It's like she was like great. I literally want to say like let's just talk about it now. Like we you can be cynical about her, but also she's adorable. Like. She's adorable and sweet, and it was great. Like, it's such a big deal that she's on the show. Like, it's like, I had to take back, I had to take a step back to be like, that's really fucking cool that an Oscar winner came to do this kiki with the gays. I don't get the cynicism about Anne Hathaway. I've never quite understood it. Mm -hmm. I... Um, maybe it's because people are like, oh, she's such a theater kid. And I'm like, well, so am I. So mm-hmm. if you dislike Anne Hathaway, you sure as fuck will dislike me because I'm mm-hmm. way more eager and I'm way weirder and I'm certainly <laughs> not as pretty. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, oh my God. Thank you. That's what I was fishing for. Um, but, but I've, I've always thought she was great. And then also 
uh, Aline, you know, my writing partner, Aline Brush mm-hmm. McKenna, wrote Devil Wars Prada, spent a lot yeah. of time with Anne Hathaway and has just the greatest things to say about her. I think she's um, one of those icons who's just so lovely that people find it easy to poke holes. You know what I mean? It's like, you're lovely, you're sweet, you're talented, you're stun. So maybe let's have some fun batting you around. <laughs> like, it's because she's like clearly wants to please. I, mm-hmm. it, there's a little bit of the Jan effect, I think, happening where like because she's a theater girl. Jan Hathaway. Jan, oh, fuck. Wow. Whoa. Is Anne Hathaway Jan and Jan Hathaway Anne? <laughs> oh, this and is how a- can we make this a Tamisha Amon style high top merch to sell ASAP. <laughs> yeah, to- we can, we can. Wait, where uh, the fuck are my Tamisha Mon high tops? Sorry, I ordered them like a month ago. Yeah, you should have them. I think people are, they are like, I, I've seen, I've been watching the gay internet and they are like taking a little longer to get to people. But yeah, you should check in. You should like just text Tamisha your tracking number and she'll be like, I sent what I sent. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, Did you have I'm that prepared? <laughs> no, no, but I have been saying I blanked what I blank like a That's lot. That's really, that so, was, I sorry, I sound like your mom or something. Like, <laughs> did you write that? That's did so you write? funny. I, you I just make been, that up, Mano. I, I don't, I've never I have been I just, I blanked what I blanked all over the place. So it's really not, it's not that fresh. <laughs> I shat what I shat. <laughs> I shat what I shat. Okay. Okay. I guess we'll talk about this episode, but I want you to poke anything in because, you know, as you know, we've we've missed some queens. We had to say goodbye to Tamisha. We had to say goodbye to Lalaurie. How'd you feel about those goodbyes? Oh, right. Uh, um, uh, I was I was sad, but it made sense. Um, Truly. I don't I do not feel that anyone has yet been robbed. Mm hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I think that that those exits have made sense. Um, this year has been a year kind of filled with death for me mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to uh, bring a, a, like a very real thing in my life um, mm-hmm. onto a drag race podcast. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes people got to go and mm-hmm. that's life. Nothing lasts forever. That's a really, I think that's a very healthy way to look at it, right? It's like anytime, and that that's, goes to the whole fandom. It's like anytime you just, take these tiny little markers of movement in the show forward as like an affront to your life, you're probably taking the show too seriously. And sometimes people go home. And, and well, and ev- everyone is going to go home except for four people. Yeah. And then totally. of those four, only one person's going to win unless it's a double win, which I don't think they should or can. I don't think so. Again. I, I don't think they should either. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, what I'm trying to say is drag races help me cope with loss. Truly, truly. When we had to say goodbye to both Layla McQueen and Dax exclamation point, I understood. <laughs> I understood that I might not survive and that's okay. I suddenly understood Aristotle's allegory of the cave and I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they should do a lip sync that's one time that's just like, um, a famous, like uh, a famous mm-hmm. essay or a famous like monologue. That it's oh, all I love word. that would be incredible. They did that with a challenge where they all had to like lip sync to like famous untucked. Oh yeah, that was great. But it would be great where it's just like prior to tonight, you were asked to prepare out damn spot. 
<laughs> that from would Act be Three good. of Macbeth. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That uh, would be really that good. Would be really cool. Or what about just prior to tonight, you were asked to prepare Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg <laughs> Address? Because <laughs> uh, we all know the first two lines are going to be sharp, <laughs> and then and then it might fall apart. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Not okay. to Daniel Day-Lewis saying it, but from the Adventures with Mr. Lincoln attraction at Disneyland. <laughs> My fucking God. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. I'm so, wow, I'm so sorry. I can't believe you uh, knew that. Uh, oh, uh, we've talked about, you and I both have your long passes to Disneyland, right? Um, I have had them. I, I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been a constant holder, but now I really regret not being a constant holder because now they're gone. Well, they're gone for now because no one can go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. Back. Oh, you know what? When we're back, uh huh. When the world's back, mm-hmm. let's record. You should rec- We should record a big old episode at Disneyland. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, we're gonna keep all the noises in. All the noises. I think it should be throughout the day on different rides. Yeah. And just and we just talk about what's drag at Disney. Like, is that drag or is that like is Daisy oh drag? Oh my fucking god, that's brilliant! <laughs> I think Daisy because, is drag. <laughs> oh, well, like also if okay, if we're okay, well, if we're talking about drag being like an exaggerated version of like gender ideas slash ideals, mm-hmm. every Disney princess. Every Disney princess is drag because mm-hmm. those are not women. Those are mm-hmm. those are those women do not have eyes the size of like a, f- a fucking teacup saucer. Like which is my biggest criticism like of that. you. That is my biggest problem with you. If oh, your of eyes... just women in, of women in general. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, if it weren't for that, that, you would be straight as an arrow. That is true. That all Disney princesses have <laughs> have saucer eyes and noses that can't possibly breathe oxygen. They're just too tiny. They're fucking drag characters. So every time you see like a woman dressed up as a Disney princess at Disneyland, she's in drag because she's in an exaggerated version of what gender is. That is fun. That is fun. So so what we could do is we could walk around Disneyland and like um, have our own secret like runway, but with the queen, (laughs) with like the princesses. Yes. Yeah. And like rate them. Um, Oh, this is really- I can't wait. This Let's is really, this. really, really fun. Um, that's actually a great activity for uh, gay days. It's so great. It's so great gay days. It's a great, it, I mean, if you want to give your followers the story of their lives, it, that would also be great to just capture piece, piece, pieces on the timeline. Oh, oh. my gosh. Um, I. It's so weird that I'm, I am the, I, I'm so straight and I'm so cis. Yeah. And I'm so, <laughs> like, I'm so... <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I say, like let's go to gay days, and I'm just like a but, like. I but really I mean, have, you're like, a musical theater queen, like, which that's makes true. you that's, that's true. Quite an extraordinary ally, just just by that. I appreciate that, but like there are there's part of me that like my values are like a midwestern mom. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. But you like, have I've been used... with the same guy for like 13 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have a fucking baby. I'm just like so. <laughs> So like basic? No, you're not. I swear, I, you can't be basic. You can't. If you're not, if you're you. if you're basic, you're ultra basic, which is like a whole a whole thing we have to decode. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get into this episode. I love uh, that. 
Okay, what do we have to say? Utica is like finally her story as like standing up for herself is coming into fruition. She's not going to be too nice. Um, she's going to get the part she wants. Denali's mad at being called forgettable. Uh, the pork chop curse is over. And I just need to say, I love Candy's tits. I love Candy's little tits in drag and out of drag. And I love oh, yeah. her. I love her body. I think Candy is is actually one of the and I had a real problem with her fight with Tamisha. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like Candy is one of the like sexiest queens Agree. that I think they've had. She's really fucking sexy. She's really in her body. Um, mm-hmm. she knows how to like use her curves. Like this lip sync this week in mm-hmm. that Beyonce dress, like she was fucking hot. It was great. It was really a treat. I I love her and I. I have, I just, I just, she has a little special place in my heart. Like, I know she's like rambunctious and at times a little foolhardy, but like, I just, I am just on her side still. Here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If Joey J (laughs) went to VH1 HR and was was like, I was just about to say this, and was like, I. I have had some incidents with Candy Muse. They are oh, clearly documented on no. this television show. Would Joey J have a case? I, I don't, I- I will I say we should pump the brakes on this narrative of it's borderline <laughs> stocks. It's a borderline, I don't know if that, Candy wants that to be her narrative, but I, I know I know it's probably not, but I agree that, yeah, I'm HR- not sa- I'm, I'm not, I don't have a, I don't have a point of view on this. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't have a point. Of, I don't have a take on it per se, but I think if look, if Candy were it, it's it, I was recently talking about this because uh, Gregor recently started a new gig and he had to do mm-hmm. um, a bunch of HR. You know, everyone mm-hmm. has like a huge HR orientation now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, oh, well, it's a gig that you know about. We can't talk about it. We'll talk we about it later. It's, it's a fun. Ooh, but we'll one day. Okay. Um, um, but, but, you know, you do this, this orientation where a lot of it is about like, okay, is this harassment? Like it's, it's giving you almost like right. trick scenarios. And, and what Gregor was saying is like, it gets a lot more wiggly and gray when the person is of an equal power dynamic, like when the mm-hmm. two people involved are on the same plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just like, I, I, you know what it is, is, is if, if this were like a, if this were top chef. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and candy like and and joey was like a woman mm-hmm. and candy was like you're my next girlfriend and they were like making food mm-hmm. that might be a problem yeah yeah but, it would but, it, but like we're in this weird space where it's like we're which i don't okay i think there's there's for some reason there's more wiggle on it because like how do i put this in a world with queer underdogs there's like more wiggle room with um, sexual expression, but that's not to say that she wouldn't be able to say, I'm ready for this to be done now. Right? It's just really, it's really, um, I can't get a read on how Joey felt about it. I mean, obviously like, look, it's, it's, we all know theater people, theater kids, mm-hmm. like everyone's hitting on everyone all the time. It's that. Yes, just, it's a little bit I, of that. I don't. I, I'm not meaning to start like a thing. I'm just, I'm actually interested. I just wanted to flag it. 
Yeah, I think I think we should put a little post-it on it. <laughs> just a post-it. It's a, it's a little post-it. It's not a yeah. red flag. It's just a little post-it. It's a post-it. It's a nuanced post-it. Exactly. And then we'll if, just if we'll, we'll, a, we'll peel it off if we need to, which we probably will peel we, it off. Well, sure, but like, but for now, we'll just like leave it stuck to the wall. Mm-hmm. For everyone to like just 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 let it let it simmer. I'm, I I I mm-hmm. we have no room for nuance right now. Yeah. But if you can allow it to simmer in the broth of nuance, yeah, in your brain, that might that might be nice. That might be nice for everyone just to give you, space. Know, or or we can just take out this entire. Part. <laughs> no, I mean just yeah, just give space to it. <laughs> Yes, basically. I, what I really need to ask you about is the yeah. audition yeah. moment because <sighs> this is so funny. And I literally wrote down, Rachel, please insert personal analogous story here. This fight for the role of Foxy. I know you've seen this or been a part of a fight for a role. Do you have any tales? Well, usually the fight for the role is in a professional audition scenario. Mm-hmm. And you're not watching the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of a worse audition scenario than this, that you have to do it <laughs> on the spot in front of everyone. Also, you're on international television mm-hmm. um, as if musical theater weren't like binary enough in its judgment of people and especially like their singing technique. Uh-huh. You are about to be judged on them, like with some of the most like judgmental, yes. like um, uh, binary thinking fans sometimes yeah. like that would scare the fucking i would have just i i probably wouldn't have done it i i if i were denali i would probably be like you know what you can have the role i don't want to yeah. do this yeah i don't want to it is a trick it is being thrown into a, a lion's den it, it's a coliseum it's a roman coliseum <sighs> and you've got to put on your wig and strut in your goddess heels it's a little it's a lot it's a lot i and, did appreciate uh, tina voting for denali just to fuck with rose <laughs> that was really fucking funny it's smart, right? And it's like, it's uh, you split the vote either way. Don't give her all the votes. She doesn't need that. She knows she's talented. You don't need to give her all the votes. Yeah, exactly. Um, the part that I found the most triggering in this episode was when Michelle challenged the queens mm-hmm. uh, of who can do the best run. Yes. that Because was... my pet peeve, I mean, my pet peeve, one of many pet peeves I have with musical mm-hmm. theater is like, especially younger folk. Mm-hmm. Of which I am kind of one, mm-hmm. but not as young as these younger folk. Mm-hmm. Inserting runs where they don't need to be and they don't serve the story. And I'm not saying that that's what Olivia Lux was doing necessarily, mm-hmm. but like the second you challenge musical theater people to just do extemporaneous <laughs> runs, runs, right? Oh my God, you're never going to get a fucking, you're never going to get, if there was any story to be had in the song, Uh like it's out the window. And there was this thing in musical theater that's still happening, especially on Broadway, where like people are getting applauded where they like do a lot, like a loud run, like a long run, or they just hold a note. Mm-hmm. For a long time, like uh, the revival of Little Shop, um, when he sings "I'm Your Dentist" and he goes, "Cause I," and then he holds "I" forever. I'm your dentist. Now I never saw it on Broadway, <laughs> but I assume when that happened every night, it got like a standing ovation. And I'm like, uh-huh. how does that tell the story of a crazy dentist who's beating his girlfriend? <laughs> it, um, it doesn't tell the fucking story at all. That's it sure just, just showing, that's just some, someone showing off. 
how well they can sing. And it's just like, ugh, this is a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole, as I, I'm pouring myself another glass of more wine. Pour more wine. I mean, Listen, I'm I with just, you. Spill the wine and spill the tea because I think you're right. It, it's crazy to tell a group of already uh, overexcited homos, if you do runs, I'll give you candy. You know what I mean? She's like, <laughs> so it's like, like what? I don't want to hear. And you don't want to, you don't, the person engineering doesn't want to do that. They don't want to no mix 18 runs. It's crazy. No. I mean, rosés were good. Rosés were good. But like, you know, that's not going to help, especially girls who are just like, how can I sound decent? You know, how? Uh, Which I got to say, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like everyone was tuned. I yes. do feel like the production on Simone was pulled back on purpose. Ooh, I buy that. I buy like, that 100%. Like, I just, I like, I understand you don't want to do full auto-tune on Simone because that would take away from the fact that Simone can't sing. But, but, but like, if you listen to the quality of the vocals, and I, I haven't re-listened to it, and I'm certainly not a music producer, I just feel like on purpose, they I agree. didn't, like, I don't know, render the vocals. I mean, yeah, that and you can tell that just like the way they filmed her or the edits and the angles they chose were to make her look worse. Like they, they, there's really weird close-ups on her that they don't give to other queens. There's like a lot of holding on a shot. And there's the obvious, of course, pan to someone frowning, you know, that it's like it was so clearly edited to make her look worse where if you look at the camera work on other queens, completely different like right yeah it's crazy they were tickled that simone had a bad night yeah exactly everyone was everyone was fucking psyched it'll probably help her like in the long run we i mean she can't just win everything it's honestly probably for the best that she had a low moment and still killed it like in the lip sync and whatnot yeah i mean it definitely also made it more interesting something that i i really like about uk is I don't really feel like there's a clear front runner. Totally. I have no clue who's going to win. I, I truly don't know. I mean, I, I, I can tell you who I think should win. Like I sure. think that, I think that think? Bimini so far has shown quite range. The most range um, with honestly, like Ahura is also fucking up there. Ahura's up there. I do want Lawrence to go to there. I don't know. I, I would like to see her win still. I know she had an off week, but I still no, really Lawrence adore her. No, Lawrence is great and funny. I mean, Rue's infatuation with Lawrence is, right. you know, I get where Ellie Diamond was coming from. And again, apologies if you're listening to this and you don't watch UK, but like when Ellie Diamond was like, hey, you, you, you say Lawrence, you say Lawrence's name all funny, but I'm also Scottish. Like, <laughs> I completely fucking get it. I, I I probably would have found like a funny way to say it. Like I probably, yeah. but I probably would have done it like awkwardly. I probably would have been worse. Actually, I probably would have been like, you know, I'm also Scottish. <laughs> so you could, say, you could say you could say my name all funny. What's a funny way you could say um my name? What if I said yeah. your name like this, RuPaul? What if I called you that? How? What would you call me? Like if I called you RuPaul, like what would you call me? Like what's I, an joke that you and I could have RuPaul? Like what could I would we have together? love to see that edit of you doing that, and then they just <laughs> they just cut to a long, quiet shot of Rue just going bing bing, like just batting her eyes, not sure of what to say, and she's like, "Yeah." Um, and then really and then it's like, anyway, thanks for your advice. I'm gonna do Amy Winehouse. Okay, <laughs> thank uh, you. Which is uh, always always an easy easy pick for Snatch Game. 
Uh, Miss Winehouse. Okay, how do you feel about Tina giving the first Broadway performance ever with her? I mean, I thought, well, first, I'll just say just in laying down the track. I thought she sounded really great and she was going for a, a fun style. But maybe well, I, that's, what do you think? This, her being on the bottom made no fucking sense to me. No. I, I, I Tina, Foolish. I think, knocked out of the park. Tina has a, an Ethel Merman style vibrato, mm-hmm. which is perfect for the challenge. Um, perfect for her role. For the record, when she stopped lip syncing, I assumed it was a comedic choice. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, I'm not even going to finish lip syncing. I'm just going to die. I, 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 I didn't like laugh out loud, but I was like, oh, that's, she's making like a choice. Okay. That's, that's cute. Which is it a gave demeaning me. Term. Totally. It gave me no pause. I wasn't like, oh, mistake. I was like, okay, I'm watching. Okay, good. She's dying. Yeah, like that's a choice she's making. Like, eh, I'm not even going to finish the run. I'm just going to start dying. Um, it just seems like they were grasping to find people on the bottom. I mean, honestly, the only bottom in this was Simone. I thought Truly. everyone else did a great job. Totally. I agree. I agree. And it's like, uh, even the people who are safe, I was like, oh, I thought there were touches of good in them and touches of whatever. I mean- We'll never know because they won't let us just watch the challenge. They always have to pan to the judges feeling the feelings they feel instead of just letting us see what happened. I mean, you know, but I find, I don't know. I can only speak to the one episode I judged. Nicole could obviously speak to this Mm -hmm. way better now. Um, You're saying there's a fairness. I didn't think, I mean, in the one episode I judged, I did not find any of the editing like, off. I, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't seem like anything was, um, I wasn't like, oh my God, that, that's a crazy edit. That person didn't mm-hmm. come off that way, you know, at all. Um, mm-hmm. but again, I have only judged one episode and I was pregnant right. at the time. So I had all those crazy lady ones. <sighs> so your <laughs> baby was probably thinking things for you more than your, yeah. I mean, totally. It's just, it was all baby. Um, small baby. Yeah. It was all baby with you weren't, even, you weren't present. Um, great. Um, well, I guess we'll kind of dig into, we'll dig into the challenge a little bit deeper, but first we got to take a break. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. 
HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last-minute gift for, like, your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Drag Her Under Podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's Drag Her Under Podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earning is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bring back my break. Say what that? Bring back my break. Where it Bring at? back my break. <laughs> Uh, uh, bring back my break. If you want a break, then you should not go away because the break <laughs> is coming and here it is. Rachel. Oh, we're back. What a Queer treat. ally. Queer ally and ultra basic goddess. <laughs> I'm t- I, if you're basic, you have, you're you're elevating the form of basicosity. That's and they call I'm... me mother. Giggity, giggity, ha. I should just do a night at Largo where I cover all of like the uh, like the drag, the top drag queen songs on Spotify and I just do it like yes. that. Only if you say, and you say every drag queen's name wrong. You're like, all right. Shea Kulea coming <laughs> to the stage. <laughs> uh, but don't forget. Next, we have Alaska Lightning Heart. <laughs> With Tricky Matem. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I really okay. like this character. Yeah, I think he's good. Another thing we have to cover in the workroom before we get to our main stage is I, I do love sitting alone in the VIP. That is fun. And seeing the picture of Aja, uh, you know, that whole moment was really funny. Wait, can you explain to me? Because I only know the Alaska song, Sitting Alone in the VIP. Right. Is that Which, based on the meme? Yes. Yes, I oh. do believe so. So, yeah, that is based upon this because Candy was in a, a VIP section alone. She tweeted at, about it. Uh, I do love that she makes fun of herself being like, and I thought I was really somebody. And then the picture really, I think, set off the the cultural moment of everyone 
taking a picture and look like in something opulent, but looking bored with your hands on your lap. How did I fucking miss this? What year was this? What year did this mean happen? Probably 2017. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. I was busy. Anything that happened while I was doing crazy X, I didn't flag. Truly. Which, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to knock you for that. I mean, you had to. Oh, there will be someone. Oh yeah. There's always someone on the internet. Tina one dated Graham star Norton. Review. One, one star review. I was really mad that Rachel had her show on the CW, and that's not VH1. So one star. <laughs> um, Tina dated Graham Norton. This is funny that they added this. Yes. Um, she apparently also dated Tia Coffee. I'm, I'm sorry. Graham Norton also dated Tia Coffee. Fun. Okay, intel. wait. So, right. I heard this. Uh-huh. Um, I got to go back and watch every episode that Graham Norton's judged this season right how he's addressed tia because right. that's to talk weird. about an hr situation oh <laughs> that, but they're not dating anymore so post it oh, just but, to post mm. it post it i would say you know what post it <laughs> that's the answer and horny for cartoons we're all horny for disney cartoons let's not pretend like that wasn't a oh thing. i just tweeted this at denali this is i i had oh, a very good. active fantasy life as a child um uh-huh I, I had a lot of imaginary friends. I was an only child. Um, mm-hmm. I had uh, a like. I want to be where the normal people are. Available wherever you get books. Read more about that. Wherever you get books, um, or maybe <laughs> in a random trash can. Who knows? Check your local oh, trash cans. Maybe lucky. you'll get lucky, and someone was angry. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, when I was a kid, uh, this is not in the book. I had a very vivid imaginary romantic relationship. Um, with the character Bonkers D Bobcat um, from the Shut Disney afternoon mouth. show Bonkers. Oh yeah, and Shut like the fuck I up. would, yeah, yeah, I'd be like in bed at night, and I'd like I had like a big stuffed crayon, and I'd like hump it, pretend pretending that I was like fucking. Why is this um, not in the book? I don't know. It's actually really <laughs> fucked up. Um, and then like I had okay, wait, this is actually really, okay. So I had a doll called Bonkers. A yeah, it's really weird, man. Uh, I really like funny guys, I guess. Um, I had a doll called a My Twin Doll, which is a doll that's modeled after you um, that my parents and I drove like an hour and a half to Thousand Oaks to go get uh, when I was like seven. Anyway, okay. I had this My Twin Doll. Um, I, one day, like pretend, like I would have these events. So like there was a day where it was like, okay, today I'm marrying bonkers. And like, I would just do it in my head, in my room. But like, mm-hmm. I knew that that wedding was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, a, a week later, I was like, okay, today I'm giving birth to our baby. And I pretended to give birth to my my twin doll and that it was like mine and bonkers baby. So, yes, I understand where Denali's coming from. You can't, you can't see this, but I'm shaking silently with laughter because this is such a... It's really no, fucking, it's so is... fucking weird. And I actually knew how weird it was at the time because like I told my best friend, but I was like, Hey, you so can't tell anybody. <laughs> I was like, you can't tell anybody about like the whole bonkers thing. Like Rachel, that's just for you. I <laughs> I think that's one reason why we're friends is because I'm also the kind of person who's like, I need to say the craziest true story about myself and I don't care who hears. Yeah. You know? Like, I got nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. I fucking love that. Oh yeah. I can't, I have, I, I did all kinds of weird shit. So I'm with, you, I pretended gay with friends and rubbed my penis on their dry butt cracks. Like I've been oh. 
in a lot of strange sexual places. So I'm not going to judge you. So my friends and I, because this is the thing little girls do, we would like play date and we would like pretend to have sex, but like not really have sex. We would just right. like rub on each other and we'd be like, ooh, you're the man and I'm the woman. Uh-huh. But like little girl, I think a lot of little girls do that. At least that's what I, I've told I, I did that with a parties. friend girl. I, okay. I got in a sleeping bag and we had sex. Yeah, like, there's all, it's like always like, we're going to have sex, but like, it's just, you're not even like kissing. You're just like rubbing. There was like nothing. Literally, I, I like laid next to her and I was like, wow, we're so bad. We did sex. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I told my parents, I remember we like, I think we felt guilty. So we went downstairs to tell my parents <sighs> and they were very sweet. They were just like, okay, okay. You you did not have sex, but um okay, <laughs> go play a video game. Please go play a video game, and let's not talk about this. Uh, <sighs> it was wild. Okay, the main <laughs> stage. <laughs> to whatever fucking tunes is great. Okay, main stage. Rue comes out with this really fun '80s music video blazer moment and a bag. Is this the first bag that RuPaul has ever worn on the main stage? She's carrying this big clutch. And I was like, what? Was that an homage to the coach uh, mini challenge or the coach runway challenge? Maybe. I may, maybe, but I was just like, I have never seen her holding a bag in, in what I believe to be my historical RuPaul brain. Maybe she was on her period. She needed to have her pads with her. That too. It's probably that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or just incontinence, you know, just, just, <laughs> just her depends. Oh, just her depends. Oh, I could go on a whole run right now about how I came to love depends. You did when I was when I was in the hospital, uh, uh, giving after I gave birth. Uh huh. Uh huh. That makes sense. I mean, it that's quite great. common. Oh yeah, yeah. They tell you I packed. I full on packed depends in my luggage, but depends uh-huh. are. I will say I grew a a love for depends and a love for catheters. Mm, you a, lo- a love? I loved the moment that I got the catheter in. It's a whole other thing. I had to piss. Like, my my whole the whole last couple months of my pregnancy, I had a bad what's called Braxton Hicks, which is like false uh-huh. labor. But I actually had painful Braxton Hicks and it was exacerbated when I had to uh, pee or after I just peed. So every time I peed, I had a lot of pain. But when you're pregnant, you have to pee all the time. And when I got into the hospital, I was induced because I was trying to avoid COVID. It's a whole thing. And I got induced. They put it, they they basically dumped in an IV, like a whole sailing bag mm-hmm. in me, which made me had to have to piss. Um, and... I I was overcome with like excruciating pain even before like my contraction started. Anyway, I tried to fall asleep on a bedpan, totally didn't work. Uh, but on finally, when I got the epidural, and then they also put the catheter in, I was like, oh, oh my god, this is the first time in in months that I I don't have to constantly piss, and I'm not like dreading having to constantly piss. It was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Wow. So yeah, you and like Tamisha Iman both love me. They lo- <laughs> love your ostomy lifestyle. I guess so. I guess I yeah. Holla at me, you know you know pee. Holla at me, you know you know pee. There you go. That's I've never heard a positive. I've never heard a positive review. So this is okay. This is good to a know. Positive review of a catheter? Oh no. My God. But I maybe I haven't oh, been asking. Great. Oh, it's just 
Great. And then, yeah, Gregor did see them like take away like bags of piss. Yeah. Like I filled up a bag of piss like like I would fill up these bags so quickly. (laughs) I'm like so grateful. He like saw he saw like bags of piss. He saw like my bloody show, which is the Mm -hmm. um, uh, the the it's your mucus uh, plug like coming out um, of your cervix. Like he saw that he saw my fucking placenta in a metal dish and like he still fucks me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what love is. That's really what I mean. In fact, uh, yeah, I think that's like a really good test, because if you don't if you're like not into that, like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like that's I I actually love that side of getting to be intimate with someone. Just like all the disgusting, nasty shit is like my favorite part. I love just opening the door when my boyfriend's peeing or pooing, just being like, hi. <laughs> you've you've shared some really beautiful moments with Gene where I, I feel like you just tweeted something where it was like there's no sex tonight happening. Oh like, yes. so you missed the sex window or something. Yes, 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 yes. Where he was just like, sex is not happening. Good night. Um, which, you know, that's the basis of good communication of a real uh relationship. And here's the kicker: we did have sex that night. That oh was my just, God. You know, so. You know, sometimes it's, you know, it's just the little surprises in life. Just the little <laughs> treats. <laughs> okay, Rusical, I want to know what you think about, what are any big ideas that you need to share? Obviously, you know, as Rue calls it, music theater. You know music theater. What did you think about this challenge as a whole? I thought everyone did a really good job. Um, I think the Rusicals are always like, um, you know, of varying degrees of of quality in the, in the writing. I'm always mm-hmm. like anything comedy music I'm like looking at the the writing, the performances are are always um I thought everyone did did really well. Like again, except for like Simone, yeah. obviously just like this wasn't her thing. Um Totally. I thought that some of the things were more cleverly written than others. I really I really admired um you know, the whole thing was a bit on bit on the nose, but some of the lyrics were really fun and I think that like um Modern Major General Twitter verse was was really well was really Super well written fun. and, and like fun. Utica killed it. Utica um, killed it. She looked great. I enjoyed that. I didn't really understand Rose. Obviously killed it. I didn't really understand Rose's character because everyone else was like yes. either a social network or but wait also they were a social network but like it was like toxic. Can they not yes. legally say TikTok but they can say toxic and not get sued? I guess that's what they're saying. Yes, they they seem to ignore. Yes, they can say Instagram. They can say resume, which whatever. I mean, and they can say look, face, 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 look. Yes, Foxy's character is insane because she's the roommate of our fake Mark Zuckerberg, but she's also what? Yeah, that she also part wants was to like confusing. show her pussy. So like, but there's no one. That's not like that didn't happen in the movie Social Network. Like he didn't have right, right, like right. a stanky ass roommate who was like, right. finally, a way for me to get dick, uh, which is a like, great improvement to the social network. Actually, that would have been really funny. And she was and she wasn't like a specific Instagram model. She, she was just, should she should have been OnlyFans or something. Right. Oh, that's a good point. She you know what I mean? Could have been or she just could have been like, I think she was supposed to be an avatar for like just the user. Uh huh. So, like, what they could have done was just 
you play the user who's kind of surrounded by all these networks. Got it. And finally you're overwhelmed and you bust out with a don't rain on my parade. That's my writing that, punch up. That's a good punch up. And it makes so much more sense than, than as opposed to like both being the roommate of the Facebook guy and then also being around the apps. It was a little confusing. Um, but she was fantastic. Very good choreo. Great face. Great lip sync. Russian bots, I did think Got Mick stood out a little bit more than Denali. I was really enjoying her characterization. Oh, interesting. I thought they were both fantastic. I also think they benefited from this was one of the best songs. This was Mm -hmm. one of the most fun moments. Mm -hmm. It had just come. There was kind of a natural kind of like lull in the musical. And then they came with this high energy, almost 11 o'clock number, if you will. Mm. Um, so the fact that like they stood out, the, that part was made to stand out. Totally, totally. And that's just always going to happen. And in, in especially these challenges, but especially like in a musical, uh, but like these, in these challenges, there's always setups. And uh, yeah, this is a setup. This is the Mariah Carey from All Stars 3 moment where everyone's like, yeah, but you're Mariah Carey. You know, it's like, it's just going to be the most fun part. Yeah, like it was, it would have been, I mean, Gottmik and Denali were fucking amazing. My counter is that like, it would have been really hard to fuck this up. Yeah. You're playing like a silly Russian bot. You're doing a silly Russian accent. Like the, the mm-hmm. song is fucking upbeat. Um, yeah. It It is harder to be someone like Tina who has a kind of um, at times thankless narrator role until the very end when you realize that she's friendster, which was really funny. And I really loved that twist. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, you're right. Like she's just, she's facilitating the whole thing. And there's, and it's like, you're kind of like, they kind of talk about like, you're, you, you almost get a little bit of a knock because you're just, you're in front of them so much. You're in front of the judges so much that they get to look at you missing a lip sync for a moment. And then be like, that's it. She's in the bottom. <laughs> that's it. I really felt for her. I I did too. And I also loved her look. Um, tonight, yes. I think that, that Tina with black hair is my favorite Tina. I really enjoyed it. I was so damn ready. Can we, okay. Can we also talk about the message? What is the message of this musical? Cause it's a little strange, right? right. It's like social media is okay. Now, if you call out the lies, what are or, the ending lyrics? Let's see if we can find oh, social media slithery. lyrics. Let's yes. do some like, um, this is Classic good. BFA uh, lyric analysis. Here we go. Social media, the rusical. Oh, you genius. Ladies and gentlemen, trollers and scrollers. I uh, Tonight is all about you and the living hell you've created. That's funny. I know what you're thinking. Has she always been this bitter? Does Dolly Parton sleep on her back? Oops, I just got canceled. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I don't know why you'd get No, canceled. wait, there's something... After We're that. saying Dolly Parton has big tits. Yeah, like, sure. That's oh, you did it now. I'm calling HR Rachel. That's fucking. That is too much. Oh um, no. Oh no. No, and then after that, because there's this weird thing where they're like they're waving the flag around. What's the lyrics there? Does it say it or no? Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's. Do you hear the people sing? Yes. It's, so it's um, uh, stop you fools! It wasn't always like okay, uh. Do you see the people's posts posting accurate things once again? These are the postings of a people who won't be duped again. <laughs> it's your responsibility to weed out the lies, lies, 
Liza Minnelli, Liza. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the lyrics verbatim. You sound I beautiful. It, I thank you so much. It ends positively. Yeah. So, okay. So here's the message. Uh-huh. The message is like, let's go back to the basics. Let's all be friendster. Uh-huh. Um, but then she dies. Oh, so her, her dying <laughs> wish is like, be like 2006. Be like 2006. Um, okay. Uh, so the world could come together, but I know we can do better. So it looks like actually, if you're analyzing this musical, inspired by the rusical itself, uh-huh. the world comes to its senses. Wow. Wow. And is and is that so hard? I I think this episode deserves a Nobel. A Nobel. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's because it says it's your responsibility to weed out the lies. But before that, it's it's do you see the people's posts posting accurate things once again? These are the postings of a people who won't be duped again. It's hope for humanity. <laughs> is it the near future or is it an uh-huh. alternate universe uh, in which this is happening? Or is this putting out in the universe? Um, I said universe twice, but that was on purpose. Um <laughs> That um, uh, uh, four score. <laughs> oh no, she's lip syncing. She's lip syncing for her life. <laughs> no, you're not yeah. in the bottom. No, I hear you. I was just a little confused. I was like, I it just yeah. I think you're right. It's actually quite positive. But upon first viewing, I was like, is it? It, it just felt like a weird thing of like, go go to social media, go now, tweet at us. Um, you know what? I was in a um a, a political parody musical one time. Um, mm-hmm. Long story. Actually, it's, it's a very short story. I was in a political parody <laughs> musical one time. This was like uh, right out of college. Oh and my I've god! When will this story end? <laughs> these lyrics are um are are better than like your your average. Like I'm looking at these lyrics now uh, on Genius.com. Wow. Um, I really like the rhyme of uh, "We want to ruin USA." It's easy to do in USA. Oh, so naive in USA. This will be Putin's USA. The Putin kind of rhymes with to do. Well, it's like an almost rhyme. Anyway, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. It works. It works. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad. I'm, I'm going to say, I mean, this is like Bloom Bloom certified, which is like, it's like pretty big. It's a pretty well, big wreck. Also, the deep lyric of, I'm surprised they went here, uh, of uh, spreading conspiracies daily like Democrats hate Israelis. That was a that big was like, lyric. Whoa. I was oh, like, oh. we're gonna we're gonna get into like the okay, let's talk okay. about Israeli politics and the and I mean I won't that, I won't I'll barely fucking touch that shit. Same, same. I don't want to touch it. That's so oh, crazy. No, I was no, like, no. that's a big swing. That was Ooh. such a big swing in a rusical. I was like, oh I was I just fell back out of my sofa and I was like, what a choice. Who wrote the, I bet I bet a Jewish person wrote these lyrics because uh-huh. like that that really like that, that's just on the it, I don't know. I feel like it takes like a a left wing Jewish person like myself to like to that's feel, always on your mind. Right. To also like feel fun, like poking fun at it. Right. Just to be poking like, I'm fun, making also light like of this. Compulsively bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, uh, that's we ready? really interesting. Okay. 
Okay, I mean, now we got to talk about these looks. We got to chirp and burp the looks. Uh, heavy is the weight upon our shoulders since we're the only drag podcast in the internet. And we have to chirp and burp the looks in the way that no one else is doing. And we think it would be really fun to bring back a little segment from a little hero called Dan Greger. And the segment's called... Straight talk from a straight guy. Dan! Yo, it's me, the straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna chirp and burp, and you are too. Uh, and so oh, but I think to- I think his chirp. No, I think like you and I have to chirp and burp, and then the what was the straight version of chirp and burp? Oh, uh, oh it was uh, uh, not buying it. And, oh yeah, uh, and it's pretty fucking fu- cool. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay, are y'all ready? Ugh, so ready. He's so. rock hard. Rock <laughs> hot. <laughs> so first we have Miss Tina Burner giving us this taxi moment. This It's very old school. It's a very Roger Rabbit taxi. Black hair, headlights. What do you think? I mean, just also I'm going to say in context of having seen the whole thing, uh, the next taxi cab one I thought was much better. Mm. And... Really? And so I really, I'm just, uh, I, this one's okay. But then I saw the next one. I was like, oh, uh, no, Tina Burner's trash again. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I I liked this one. I, 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 I'm a, well, I, I'm a, I am also a chirp for this. I, I liked this one better than Elliot's uh, taxi cab. I think that just uh, Gregor has too. something against Tina Burner. Maybe. I, I just think yeah. Tina Burner is, I don't know. Tina Burner feels like a, a greeter at Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I, you little Whoa. bitch. You straight little bitch. <laughs> That's um, so mean. I I really I did like this, and I think it was probably also like in contrast to like her other looks, which have been so, so red. That's uh, you're right. It's only half of the red and yellow combo, so it's it's subtle right. comparatively. Yeah. Um can you also can you talk about the queens like the way if the, like this is basketball? Like just in the same like kind of tone of voice you'd use like like if this is your this is your fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, great, great, great. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so we'll go. We'll Mano and I'll go first, and then you'll be the nice. Okay, like got okay, it. refreshing. <laughs> so we have Olivia Lux giving us old Hollywood ostrich puff fantasy. What do you think, Rage? Uh, I'm a mild chirp. I thought it was gorgeous. I think just like in comparison to some of the more conceptual things, um, mm-hmm. but it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I love it. I have to chirp it, even if it's not totally innovative. I mean, this. I think. I think she's sort of the the Lou Williams of um, the L.A. Clippers, <laughs> a really functional sixth man, um, but not a starter. Um, <laughs> like deserves to be on the team, but is totally. not. I mean, but but that's this is not your this is not your Kawhi. I I know what you mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> this segment is for no one. <laughs> Simone. Simone, what are you? Okay, Simone giving, I don't even know how to describe this look, but there's like eight different yellows. They all work together. She's very- sort of fifth element, right? Right? I am getting a little Lilu. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little multi-pass chicken. <laughs> multi-pass. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love the, I just think it's great. I don't even, yeah, I think it's a chirp. What do you think? I'm a jealous chirp because anyone who isn't rail thin could not pull this off. This is, uh-huh. this is, this is, ha- this is, you know, it's barely clothing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the coat is mm-hmm. obviously clothing and it's so fucking high fashion. It's so good. I'm just, uh, I'm jealous of Simone's body. Yes. This so I'm a chirp. Jealous. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jealous. I'm like a, I'm an old, it's an old lady chirp. I'm an old bird. I'm like, chirp. yeah. <laughs> Greg, this is a, this is a, this is a fuck. Yeah. For me. I, like I said, I mean, there's, is there anything cooler than fifth element fashion? And this, this is all the way for me. Great. Truly. Yeah. I love it. Very, <laughs> very that moment, you know? Utica giving us some sort of Victorian plaid interesting thing. What do we think? I'm a chirp. I definitely think it had some of the kind of um, like the multi-pattern look that the sleeping bag look had for whatever reason. Uh Um, But, but, but they're completely different looks. So I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely a chirp. I'm, I'm definitely a chirp. I think this is so beautiful and unique and, Utica like remains like a true expert in like not only fashion, but like the history of fashion. I fully agree. Love these weird buns, weird cloths on the buns. This is an interesting, weird silhouette I haven't seen. And I think these patterns go together in an exciting way. So it's a chirp. Mm, I'm this is more a note on 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 drag race this week. This category is too broad. Yellow is not a, is not enough of a category, and so there's not really a competition that like makes linear sense between any of these people. So like this is I can't even tell if I like this or not because it 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 it's so disparate from the other ones. Interesting. Um, so I, I'm a I'm a not make I'm not going to vote on this one. Wow. I'm I abstaining. Like, like a lot of other white men in this country, he is Thanks. just not going to vote. Not going to vote. Just remove. Doesn't himself. doesn't affect him. Doesn't affect him. Doesn't affect him. Wow, the gall, the nerve, the audacity, the etc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about Candy giving us a lemonade homage? Oh, chirp! I think she looks gorgeous. Although here's my, it's chirp with a slight reservation in that, like, that just is the dress from Lemonade. Like That's there's true. no there's no twist on it, so like you just said to someone like name me the dress from Lemonade, uh huh. <laughs> you know, so That's true. I I like, but it looks amazing on her, and she's pulling it off. I just as far as like fashion design, I'm like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a dress from Lemonade. It's great. Yeah, I have to chirp it, but I that is a really just honestly fair good point of like. When it's not even like a celebrity themed or a mosh themed runway that we're just just giving something that's been served. But um, it's a good garment, though. At least she didn't try to do it with a bad garment because that's even worse. When someone tries yeah. to do like a Marilyn or a Madonna look and you're like, oh, God, what are you what pink flag are you wearing? That is <laughs> hideous. Uh, the flowers, me. flowers, flowers in her hair are great. It's at least uh, at least ties to the theme. I think she looks great. This is this is a uh, fuck yeah. Okay. What? Who was okay? Okay. Here's my question. You've yeah. seen a lot of Candy Muse's personality. Yeah. What basketball player's personality does Candy Muse map to the best? Uh, Candy Muse is like a is obviously a Russell Westbrook. Um, Westbrook. I, yes. <laughs> just a yes. big mouth. Everyone's angry. Kind of ready for for them to leave. Um, but uh, you know they're good, and obviously there's some talent there. There's a lot of talent there. So. You can't you can't just dismiss them, but um, but they're never going to have a home in this league because everyone can't get along with them. <laughs> I I w- I was wow, stole it, stole it from my <laughs> lips. Right out of your mouth. 
Okay, Elliot with two T's giving us our second Hong Kong taxi. Um, I, you know, I like, I, okay, my only crit- critique is that she's done this exact same silhouette before with, like, with her first look walking in was this silhouette, which I'm a little. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't cute. see that. So you know what? I really like those shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, uh-huh, I'll pump it All back right. a little. Yeah, okay, what do you, th- it's, it's a chirp. It's still a chirp for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a modest, modest fuck yeah for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a like, I'm a content bird. It's like a chirp where it's like, I'm just like a bird having a good day. Like, it's not uh-huh. like a, an enthusiastic chirp, but it's like, chirp. It's also, but I mean, it is worth like recognizing two two people in this sort of came up with the same pretty average idea to mm-hmm. be like, taxis are yellow. It's a little uh-huh. first thought. It's a little, you know, mm-hmm. Especially when they when they saw that the other person had done a taxi thing, one of them needed to bail. Frankly, they both should have bailed because they both should have been like, "This is yeah. a, this is like a pretty bland idea." Obviously, but you can't really like bail, um, right? Because like you, these are all like pre made. Yeah, well, um, that's not my problem. What would you have done? <laughs> um, I would have uh, cut cut like a cool lightning bolt in the back and said, "I'm a lightning bolt driver." <laughs> God. What would you have done for this challenge? So your challenge is <laughs> oh, yellow, gorgeous. Yeah, uh, yellow. I mean, again, uh, maybe like, um, maybe I would do like Bee Girl from um, from Blind Melon, something like that. Oh, that little Bee Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I would just try it out. But I got to check that out. I mean, to an homage <laughs> to <laughs> Rach. Yeah. What? I mean, I would love to see what the what the what the drag sexy version of B girl is. Um, I, I'm going to say to go back to by by the way to to our previous conversation, I would have been a sexy uh, catheter piss bag. I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. I was telling was good, was how much I love the catheter. That's very. I, I would have been sexy fucking piss bag, and I would have been like overflowing with piss. It oh. would have been great to be like in one of those bubbles, one of those like movement bubbles, and it's filled with <laughs> oh, piss. My fucking. Oh. God, that would, that would be have been it. so smart. I would have won. Mana, what was your what was your pitch? That was really it. I wanted to be in a bubble with piss, but if I have to come <laughs> up with something else, I would just be a whole lemonade stand. I would be the, oh, the craziest, great. craziest little girl with like the lemonade stand stapled to my body and just begging people to buy my shitty lemonade. Mono, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> hey, thanks. Okay. I- I genuinely had the thought while watching this that that I was expecting someone to come out in some sort of golden shower outfit. Right. right. I think yeah. I think some more gold would have been ap- appropriate in various right. parts of these outfits. Hmm. Well, is is gold a color in itself or is it just gay yellow? <laughs> Great question. I, I don't know. I, I fucking love that. I <laughs> Wow, that that really broke my brain because then gold needs to lobby to be inside the rainbow. Mm. We need gold in the rainbow. Oh, fuck. I guess gold is more orangey yellow. Mm-hmm. Speaking of orangey yellow. Oh, oh, good transition. This is Rosé <laughs> giving us the mask. Um, <laughs> I- <laughs> I liked this. I did. I was like, wow, who would have thought a mask reference from a 2021, <laughs> from a, a gay man in 2021, but it's great. This is this is a notch more uh, mainstream than my B-girl reference. <laughs> Truly. 
I like it. I'll chirp it. I'm a chirp. Uh, and also, she when she walked into the workroom, she said, I am like the daughter of Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. And this is the first time that promise has yes. paid off. So <laughs> yes. I, I yes. would give her that, too. I've, I I love this. This is I mean, look, if every if I see, I'll tell you this. If the whole challenge was give me your Ace Ventura drag, I would be in fucking heaven. That me would be too. that I can't imagine a, a contest I'd be more interested in. I want to see Jim Carrey drag every one of his characters in some sort of drag version. And I Love think that'd be great. That. It's interesting for them to do an episode that's that's like the episode called Show This to Your Husbands, where it's meant <laughs> to appeal to the straight guys. And it's like a bunch of it's Jim Carrey drag. The mini challenge is like do your best, like, improvised Adam Sandler song. <laughs> oh, I, do, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do drag. I'll be talking my balls. I'll be talking my balls. <laughs> That'd be great. <sighs> Expand the market a little. That's actually pretty fun. That would be so, really fun. Anyway, this one's obviously my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Denali giving us Python S. I liked this, but I wanted a little bit more. Yeah, I, where's the fucking giant snake around her neck? Agree. She is Agree. the snake, I think. <laughs> I, got, I got so excited from the head up and then the rest of the outfit. Uh, I need more snakes. Yeah. Wait, that's a really good point. Could she have, because you're allowed to bring, I think, five bags. Could one of her bags just been a snake? <laughs> yes. And then work the snake into a bunch of different outfits, and, obviously. <laughs> yes. Because you're wasting. But like, she's like, I <laughs> fully used. But if she was like, I, one of my bags was a fucking snake tank. I've been feeding the snake mice for the past couple weeks uh, to pay off for this <laughs> runway. Um, it was all worth it. I brought a fucking snake. <laughs> I let the snake out at night to intimidate my competition. <laughs> The snake got COVID because it's really bad at quarantining. So <laughs> I can't get it to wear a mask. <laughs> it's anti-mask. Oh, the snake went to uh, a MAGA rally. Let's not oh. talk about it. Could you do that? Could you can you bring an animal to RuPaul's drag race? I Weren't bet there not. birds in one or no, there were butterflies in, in a finale, oh, wasn't there? Yeah, and all the butterflies yeah. were dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the arms <laughs> of the angel. Oh, that was a really sad one. <laughs> but if right? someone was like, Yeah, I packed up, I I fully just packed a fucking snake. Yeah, then you'd have to use it in like you'd have to c- come up in the reading challenge. You would just <laughs> you would just uh wear that snake and have um and make it look like the snake was insulting people. <laughs> yeah. Or making this boa an actual boa for other looks would be. Oh, that's be... so oh, fucking smart. <laughs> oh, and then you could like um, bling out the snake. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. also, there's your makeover challenge. You have to make over the snake. <laughs> Everyone has to make over their, like, their mom, but it's like, and you have to drag up your Great. fucking snake. I got the ugly snake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my snake murdered Judy Garland. Ah! My snake murdered Judy Garland. <laughs> Gregor, I showed you that clip of the guy who uh, they had to. They were making over. Um, they were there was a makeover challenge on a previous season, and a queen had to make over. Uh, I think he was a vet, um, <laughs> a, a, like a veteran, not a vet, but a veteran, mm-hmm. and he basically. Um, hmm admitted that he knew Judy Garland and he suggested the sleeping pills to her that killed her. So he's like, I think I murdered Judy Garland. 
madness. You told me about this. Yeah, yes, yes. it's, like, it's great. Great line. Andrew it, said, "No, you didn't." So okay. <laughs> I guess it's a chirp. I guess I would chirp Denali's. I have to say, chirp. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tired bird. Okay. Sleepy bird. Okay. Again, I'm going to tell you, this is a failing of the category. It's not, there's not a clear rubric to have done it well or poorly. Who's someone I in see. basketball who, who was very talented, but maybe like their circumstances made them shine. Not as much. Oh, uh, Bradley Beal. Yes. You know, he Mata, you know what I'm talking about. Poor Which Bradley. Is what, of course, what if Beale Street could talk is about. That's obviously what it was about. Was, you know, <laughs> poor Bradley Beale never got the chance that mother, to, that to poor fuck. show how good he was in Washington. Astros. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got Mick is our final, our final drag queen giving us crash test dummy. Um, I love it. I'm a chirp with an asterisk because I think this is fucking brilliant mm-hmm. because it's conceptual, it's fashion, but Gottmik had a very similar silhouette and similar outfit, including a headpiece uh, a week or two ago with the anal bead latex look. Mm, this really right. reminds me of that. What? It, but but Gottmik's done a latex in a bunch of outfits, hasn't she? Oh, yeah. I, uh, maybe what other right. outfits has... I, uh, like there was that half outfit that wasn't half of it. Latex. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe she just likes working with latex. Looks yeah. listen. Gottmik has the body for latex. Truly. I what do, do love that, the tubes. What do you think that hair is? I guess it's like sort of weird hose tubes, but I don't um sort of, it looks almost like like film. Like yeah. it's like a little translucent. Anyway, big fan. This is the best one. I I oh, yeah. this is your favorite. Um okay. yeah, this uh this one. And uh, the mask. I mean, I, I yes. feel bad because I'm, I, again, just the, at least they just seem really ambitious and creative and specific. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I have also picked uh, clearly the two like costumiest ones. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not Tina Burner. It's interesting that you've picked the costumiest ones, yet you constantly bristle at Tina Burner being too costumey. I think Tina Burner's taste is really mediocre. Oh, my God. God, just a, just a real generic taste. I love my. Oh, God, this is gonna I be love... really awkward if if we inevitably meet Tina Burner and Tina Burner listens to the show. I I bet she doesn't. I, I Very like... few people have like vendettas against you, Greg. I, I would like, love like, if Tina li- Burner was landing. I think Tina Burner is like the one, and and a little bit Candy Muse, but mostly Tina Burner, like. You're a very likable guy, but I think Tina Burner now is your enemy. Maybe. I, I, I'm okay with that. But also, Tina Burner, if you're listening to this, go look up my photos and just fucking tear me apart. <laughs> just fucking rip me a new one. There's a lot to critique. I'm not beyond reproach. And, I mean, I can't think of a better ending to that was straight talk with a straight guy. <laughs> Gregor, thank you for letting us uh, letting us uh, you know view the world through your through your gaze. <laughs> <laughs> My non gaze. Um, your non gaze. Do you want to see this lip this lip sync, or I don't want to ruin it for you? No, no, no. Gregor saw the lip sync and he saw the exit, and he will have some thoughts. Actually, I think. Uh, do you, you want me to continue then, talking? Please, or I'm happy to. You are, I would love to have you. If you I, want. Gregor, you had a lot of strong thoughts on this, so I actually think you should. Hang this out is a this bit. is my this is. I mean, I don't need a. I don't want to. I can hang out. I want some wine, though. Yeah, here's some wine. Can you pour some more wine? Yeah. Great. I mean, so let's just, we're we're close to wrapping up. You've given me so much of your time, but 
All we got to say is obviously we have our tops, our bottoms. Um, we, you know, uh, Ruth says music theater. That's, that did blow my brain up. I don't know if Denali was in the top for me, whatever, but Rose wins and the bottom two, Simone and Candy. And uh, they- I say the Rose winning was very, I think Please. cathartic for, for also the Jan fans out there. Mm-hmm. It felt like this was, you know, oh, this, this was, was for Jan. This was for Rose, but also this was for Jan. Right, her sister won. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big deal. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I'm looking at Gregor and explaining. It's a whole, yeah. it's a it's whole like, thing. Explain it in basketball terms? Uh, okay, so um, you know when sometimes when someone has the ball and <laughs> and then they're, and they're dribbling it and then someone takes the ball and they're like, what? No, that was mine. And they um, pass it yeah. to their friend. Oh, and their friend mm-hmm. goes like, ha ha. And then they throw it and they score. I, mm-hmm. I lost the train. So, so Jan was <laughs> that. Okay, great. Okay. I guess I understand mm-hmm. the emotional context of what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, totally. So it was, it's also very game, game of thrones in, but I don't have the specifics for that, but it's like, you know, like someone killed your sister and then like their brother was like in the next season was like, ha ha, guess what? I'm killing you. You know, it's a little bit okay. that. Well, now I'm going to be up all night trying to think of a Game of Thrones parallel for Jan not winning last year's musical. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and are they literal sisters or, dra- or drag sisters? Drag sisters. Okay. They're they're that, in like a drag girl group together. So they're friends. Yeah, that's that's the straightest question you've asked so far. So <laughs> <laughs> you get to keep your straight card. Good job. Okay, Good great, job. Great, great. Thank you. Um, I guess, yeah, we'll just talk about this little lip sync. I thought it was... I thought it was very fun. I'm I'm letting y'all watch it. Y'all can see it. Yeah, but Candy won this for me. I mean, I mean, Simone is a, is a, is an impeccable lip syncer, but like Candy was putting her. Uh, maybe maybe this is this is me just no, like I love this. Like Simone was was on point and very specific, but Candy's just like putting see, it for me. Simone won this for me. What about Simone's was better for you? I was blown away by how much she did, how focused she was with how little and and how like statuesque her choices were. But like, I thought they both did great, but I was like, oh, Simone maybe just edged it out slightly for me. Interesting. Yeah, but tell me. Like, look at Candy fucking kick and like, she's clapping like she's, oh. Her outfit is better for it. It's working better. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought, I thought Candy, and I'm not a Candy fan, but I thought Candy won this. Really? I love, well, this is probably why it was an excellent double save. Cause like, I really did love them both. And I was, I did not want either of them to leave. I'm enjoying everything they do in the contest, but I just was like, I was impressed with how Simone was making small, specific choices. I was like, that's that's really exciting. Candy was, I mean, I, I, look, Simone's great, but I just thought Candy was selling the shit out of this. And mm-hmm. and and this is, again, where, I, yeah, I just thought they're, uh, they're so invested in Candy being featured that, mm-hmm. to me, that's what this whole ending was, was them, like, as producers – milking mm-hmm. as much storyline out of candy as possible. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Okay. This little scurry behind I also loved. That was, that, that, that was pretty that fucking was cool. Simone's scurry behind really got me. I mean Simone's amazing. Maybe I'm also feeling that like I don't have Simone's specificity in poise, 
So mm-hmm. I would be more of a candy to this song. I would just be fucking the floor. I would be kicking. I would be mm-hmm. sweating. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have the vibe of like, I'm confident enough in myself to just like be yeah. be poised and like pick a, a few moves and like just watch my mouth. Like, I'm always just like. <laughs> Describing how I. Now I do comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gregor, Gregor, you're not known for your my like, subtle, small character d- observations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are, seen- <laughs> yeah. That we don't we don't want small when it comes to that. We want to see Gregor play. I love when you play like a weird baby or just like <laughs> that's. Like I love that. Half your scenes is you're a weird baby. Oh, a yeah. Third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come now. Come on. So now we have the funniest, meanest double save in Drag Race history. Oh, this was really fucked up. Truly, truly <laughs> fucking like horrifying. Also, like, I mean, the thing that at the end of it, like, really started, like, getting it under my nerves was like, you know, fucking RuPaul is like a goddamn multimillionaire who's like <laughs> sitting and just fucking with these people's brains. Yeah. Just like. You're done. You're garbage. Go home. Just kidding. I love you. (laughs) It's I mean, RuPaul just does not care in the best way. She's just like, my TV show is going to be the gaggiest piece of entertainment at any, any cost. And I, I, I wonder if a li- is there a little bit that was like, you know what? Candy can take it. Candy's been kind of a bitch to people. Maybe. Like, it, was there a was there a smidge of comeuppance? Because this is like this is fucked up. Like at the end when Rue was like, "If you can't love yourself, I wanted to be like it's probably because someone told you to go away." And then at the last <laughs> minute was like, "Wait, maybe you're not total fucking garbage." <laughs> yeah, that would have been really fun. I did like where she was like, <laughs> "Stop fucking with my emotions." I love yeah, that. I love that reply. she said that. That was great. Yeah. It was the one fucking like real thing someone could say in that moment. It actually uh-huh. made me it made me like Candy a lot more. Like seeing uh-huh. her go through this and like the trauma of this. Mm-hmm. I know. It's so funny how like she's sort of been the villain all season. And then I do wonder if they're trying to like if they almost they're trying to redeem her. They're trying to help her out. Maybe. Maybe. I think she's great television. I want to see her do more. I think she can give a little more, but yeah, I just, I love, I love her so much. I love them both. So what a fun time. I'm sad that next week we get a weird documentary instead of an episode. I'm actually really excited though, because I've been wondering how they pulled this off. Oh, just the season production wise? So it's literally a documentary about like Queens, um, like how they how they put on the season like during COVID. And it mm-hmm. looks like Tamisha maybe had COVID. Because <gasps> Tamisha said, I survived COVID and cancer. Oh my God. I didn't even, okay. I haven't seen this teaser. I was just like bored. I was like, okay, here we go. Okay. I, that could be, thing. that could be um, wrong. Again, um, yeah, not as riveting perhaps as uh, Tase's potential bad palm reading. Right. We'll see. I and mean, nothing happened on Tucked except like some of the girls want to really. You know, there's there's some flirtations happening with Olivia and Utica and Rose and Denali, and we'll see if they will become drag drag couples. And the have there been weeks. any couples like that have there actually are, come out of Drag Race? Yeah, the big one was remember the Vangie and Brooklyn moment in season eleven. Oh right, their whole smoochy smoochies. But and they're not. But they're not. Bit. They're obviously not still together. No. That was like a fling. 
No, no, no. But they were the closest, I would say, overall. But yes, Rach. Before I, I, I really, Gregor, I would love do you, if you have anything to plug. What can? How can we support you? And what can we watch you do? And- <laughs> it's like, how can we support us as a couple? Well, mm. um, we're gonna be saving money for college for our daughter. So I had like- a tweet recently <laughs> that Rachel retweeted, and it. It was about my birthday. Yeah, a lot of times I give him like I give. That's how I mainly give him support. Is she calls like, it the bloom bump, and wow, I do. It's what that's what couple goals. That's couple goals. Okay, so watch out. Watch for Gregor's retweeted tweets from Rachel's account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug your? I am always about plugging your book, Rach. Oh, I, I think you. everyone should read it. It's so yeah. Great. Read my book. Read read yeah. my book. You can get it. You know, any place books are sold. Um, you know what? And watch if you haven't watched Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I worked really watch hard it. on that show. Watch that show. Every episode's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, so good. Uh, 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 again, Mono, you're on it, as you know. I'm on it. I play a doctor. I play mm-hmm. two doctors. Yep. Ah, uh, no babies. No babies. No <laughs> weird babies. I pitched what? a lot of those characters, but they didn't let me play. Never happens. Yeah, go watch it. I mean, it's an excellent piece of television, and we're it's streaming, which is like, uh, come on. Come and yeah. Mono is um, yeah, Mono's shirtless. The, he's a sexy bartender. We oh, talked about this yeah, on the pod. Baby. We talked about this on the pod before that. Ma, that that Mono that is a basically like a thirst trap. Mm. Yes, in that episode, yes. he's yeah, he has a lot I, of very very sexual tweets aimed yes. at him. Oh, really? The Did bears. You get, oh, he oh, got a the lot bears. Of, the otters, the penguins, the scarecrows, all the sub communities <laughs> have are really enjoying me on Skellington. Um, Mono, have I asked what are what are you? What do you consider yourself? That's a great question. I'm very Britney Spears in terms of like I feel like I'm not a cub, not yet a bear. I'm like <laughs> I'm trapped somewhere in between. Uh, but we'll it'll it'll solidify. I need like a few more years to like. Literally become what I was always meant to become, which is a zaddy. Um, sure. But I'm still cooking. So you're not like a, you're not aspir. Would you call yourself closer to an aspirational bear or, mm. or, or you really just are excited to be a zaddy? That's so, I don't know. I've always felt like a bears are like stronger and I've always felt cubs are cuter or like well that's teenier. the definition of bears and cubs mm. i think yeah we'll see yeah we'll <laughs> see I, i'm still on the hunt for a bed that's like not too hard or not too soft and we'll see like where i land on that whole thing have you heard of helix mattresses <laughs> that's helix mattress and use offer code um Y'all, if you're listening, go support us. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us at Dragger Podcast on Instagram. And, uh, tell us uh, if you find the invasion of a straight man into this space um, intolerable yeah. and noxious. Tell no, us. Please tweet at me that I, I don't belong here. Tina Burner is going to start tweeting at you. Yeah. About please your so notify Tina Burner that like we have beef. <laughs> and not, ev- not everyone burn Gregor down. Just Tina Burner is allowed to attack him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with someone being the bridge to my destruction. But mm. I only want to be destroyed by Tina Burner. I want to send Tina Burner all of your, like, old headshots that you posted on Facebook. Yes, yes, please. My 2008 um, top of a roof in New York City uh, wearing a blazer and a polo sport, a polo sport shirt. <laughs> Okay, well, we, uh, thanks for listening. Bye! Still
That was a HeadGum Podcast.